So, people, happy Tuesday, man. I hope everybody had a really good morning. I hope everybody's having a great afternoon, has an even better evening, has a good week overall. Here's the thing, people. I I had a few options today. Now, one of the first things that was kind of, sort of, almost maybe, probably on my priority list as far as content goes, I was going to do a trailer reaction to, um, you know, there's a new... Um, interview with the vampire series coming out of course based off the Anne Wright property the novel and um I, I think it's on like it's coming on like AMC or something like that don't quote me on that I don't know I just know it's a it's a series that's coming out and you know they've recast of course Lestat and Louis and I was like as as much as there's nothing to even really improve on that original film um I feel like Neil Jordan did some masterful fucking filmmaking as far as interview with the vampire movie goes it's one of my favorite probably if not top five is damn sure top 10 vampire movies of all time so it was really nothing to improve on because the casting was great the writing's amazing the storytelling's pretty fucking good it's almost like three movies in one movie but just consistently flowing along so when i saw they dropped the trailer for it i was like all right i'll get a trailer reaction out to the people I saw that shit was like 30 seconds long or so, and I'm like, this is this is not fucking episode worthy. My listeners deserve more than this shit, man. I'm not even going to do it. So what I did was I watched the trailer, and I was like, I would have been so pissed off had I would have done an episode on that, had I would have wasted the time, because the trailer was weak as shit. You know, maybe the show's going to be good, but the trailer was weak as fuck. They showed a horse and carriage riding past this big-ass crib, which I'm assuming is, you know, uh, Louis and Lestat's crib. Then they show Lestat or somebody go and touch a light switch or some fucking shit. I don't remember, people. And then they show two coffins side by side in the living room. And then it says, Anne Rice, interview with the vampire coming soon or whatever the hell. And I'm just like, like, come on, man. The other options I was going to do, you know, obviously we had some news this past week or um, a couple days ago. News dropped that Brie Larson has been cast in Fast and Furious 10. As if the series wasn't already batshit crazy enough, they done fucked around and cast Captain Marvel in there. I'm not really a big fan of that casting, but being as though I really liked John Cena in Fast 9, I was able to tolerate him. I thought I was going to hate him. He was going to be one of the worst parts of the movie, but I ended up really liking him. And being as though, also, I don't really go into the Fast and Furious movies based on looking for Oscar-worthy acting. I'm like, okay, I can deal with Brie Larson in this. So I was going to do commentary for The Fate of the Furious, but then I said, no, I, I, I need to fully, as much as I love Fast and Furious, I need to fully be at my happy place in order to get some commentary out to y'all. So I said, let's go back to happier times that people, you know, some people might look at this and be like, this was a happy time for you? Like, what type of fucking, you know, what type of young boy were you? What were you into? People, obviously, I'm an outcast. I have a very unpopular opinion. I'm not, I don't do it for shock value. I'm not an edgelord. I just happen to love a bunch of shit that people hate. But yes, this was a good place in my life at the time it came out. Man, I remember this came out in 2002 in November. And um, this movie, man, this movie was like damn near critically despised, man. They said that this was the worst go around for this character in particular. Let's just skip all the pleasantries, people. Of course, this character in particular I'm talking about is James Bond, but not just any James Bond. This is my James Bond. This is the James Bond I grew up with. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't old enough to appreciate the, the likes of somebody like Roger Moore or I think there was one guy that played James Bond one time, George Lazenby or some shit like that. I, I really can't remember. Um, I couldn't enjoy the Roger Moores or the Sean Connerys or even the short-lived performances of Timothy Dalton. When I was introduced 
fun fact for y'all i knew about the james bond movies but once i played goldeneye i was like okay it's really time for me to get on this shit and it was basically like watching the video game even though it's the other way around they basically turned the movie into a video game but i was a, more of a gamer as opposed to a james bond fan back then but once i was like pierce brosnan is a dope ass james bond you know he does everything that every james bond has ever done he he defeats the bad guys he gets the girl he gets like two to three girls each movie of course one of them has to be bad double cross them or some shit like that and he's got all types of gadgets weaponry all types of fly ass cars he goes to all these exotic locations and he gets shit done man i like pierce brosnan nothing against daniel craig but i have yet to even see no time to die and i have yet to fully go back and really sit through all of those james bond movies daniel craig was in i what i do like about daniel craig's james bond is that he was a lot more rough around the edges he was really rugged he was um pretty grimy and uh definitely as far as his fight sequences go it was it was definitely like way more realistic as far as the james bond series goes but this shit here man I remember going to the theater and thinking this was one of the best action movies I've ever seen in my life. Yes, there's some ridiculous shit in this movie, but I'm a ridiculous type of person. When it, I don't always need grounded realism, especially in action movies, man. That's not what I really go to the theater for. And if I'm going to go to the theater, I'm going to just escape for those two hours or so. I don't need everything to be realistic. It's fucking James Bond. It's like his fucking 28,000 movie this, by the time this came out. But, um nonetheless man die another day i love this movie i can't even call it a guilty pleasure yes there's ridiculous shit in it but if you go back and look at the earlier james bond films like what do you expect you know what i'm saying we can't single out pierce brosnan or this director for it and this was directed by lee tamahori and let's look at this director's resume really quickly one thing i do know this director um was responsible for was triple x state of the union the sequel with ice cube a lot of people hate that movie because vin diesel wasn't in it they tried to make um you know ice cube into an action star i love that movie there's a lot of there's a lot of fun to be had in that movie but um this director he's also done the edge which i think oh i want to say anthony hopkins and alec baldwin along came a spider state of the union die another day Mulholland falls um okay so i'm familiar with some of his work but this and state of the union for the most part is is what it's hitting for in my opinion as far as this director goes now of course we got pierce brosnan this was his last outing in the james bond quadrilogy he did i think this is the second best movie out of the ones he did i think goldeneye is first die another day is second the world is not enough is third and tomorrow never dies is dead last i was not a fan of tomorrow never dies the world is not enough skated by with some really cool scenes plus the game on n64 was dope as shit that's when they introduced the ai bots and all that stuff but um here we got holly berry who we swore was going to get a spinoff she was supposed to get her own jinx spinoff that shit never happened but she was um you know we were excited to see holly berry in this movie james bond got them cheeks and that's fine holly berry is awesome man she's a great actress rosamund pike who i think is an underrated actress uh altogether i like her in even b movies like doom you know not dune but doom like the based off the video game she's in here you got judy dench coming back you've got samantha bond playing money penny a lot of familiars come back uh even michael madsen is in here somewhere i think he plays one of the one of the um almost called that nigga james madison but michael michael madison is in here who i think is virginia madison's brother i don't know if it's any relation people i just know we're getting way off course here man let's not waste any time we'll jump into the shits when we need to jump into the shits but again people this is um 
This is online. I could not find it anywhere else. I couldn't even find. I was looking on demand for the um, you know, for like the James Bond collections that they have, and I couldn't even fucking find it. Maybe I just wasn't looking hard enough. Maybe I was just, you know, getting impatient. But it's online, people. Definitely the standard theatrical cut of Die Another Day. Just in case y'all are tuning in with me, and y'all know if y'all are tuning in with me, y'all are the true to the reviews MVP. So let's get it popping with this commentary for Die Another Day, people. I will hit the play button in three, two. One. Let's get some volume on this thing. I hear you, bro. It's probably the coolest lion, you know, next to Simba and Mufasa. The coolest lions in history is that MGM lion right there. Now, was there some type of 3D thing? that they introduced with this because i don't remember a bullet like in the in the previous pierce brosnan bond movies i don't remember a bullet flying through the barrel or towards the screen whatever the y'all get what i'm saying man god damn it now this was cool this was a cool intro the, the you know surfing in korea on the korean waters but i I don't know. There's a sequence, and we'll get to it later on, people. And when I'm talking about surfing, y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't understand why we couldn't have done that sequence practically like they did this one. It would have looked a hell of a lot better, and it would, this movie would have received a lot less flack off of one sequence alone. It's crazy how that shit works. You know, watching Bond and I forgot who the hell these other two guys are he's surfing in with. Watching Bond surf and knowing that he can hang glide and parasail and swim in below zero waters. And James Bond is a renaissance man. You know, he gives you a little bit of everything. And it makes me more and more and more and more and more want Tom Holland. I know I say Idris Elba, I'm ready for Black Bond. But if it's anybody else, Tom Holland. I'm ready for James Bond's younger years where we see him a little wet behind the ears, but getting the groove of this MI6 shit. I'm ready to see that. You know, if they were going to do a fucking, oh my God, they got all types of toys inside them surfboards. But if they were going to do a diehard, like a fucking, which was a ridiculous idea, they were going to do a half prequel, half sequel diehard with... We flash from the young John McClane to the old John McClane and the young John. That's fucking ridiculous. It's annoying. But a young James Bond, just feature length film. I'm all for that shit. what you thought this was give me them shades bruh you gotta love how the entire theme for this movie is ice <laughs> it's just fucking 
diamonds and ice cold water used for torture in here there's an ice hotel like jesus christ or should i have said jesus ice was that blasphemous i hope it wasn't i think god knows my sense of humor and his son knows as well This actor's been in some shit before, too. I can't remember quite exactly what he was in. And this... The, this moment right here where he's like, find me a new anger management therapist. He was beating the shit out of his anger management therapist in the punching bag. They got... They clearly took... Um, this scene, they they took... not. They didn't take it from anything. What am I trying to say here? Hobbs and Shaw took from this shit not Hobbs and Shaw it was Fast 9 I'm tripping because at the end of Fast 9 there's a post credit sequence um spoiler alert where Deckard Shaw Jason Statham's character is beating the shit out this heavy bag and he unzips it and there's a guy inside of it I think it's the guy from um Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol and he's inside the bag ah Rick Yoon Speaking of Fast and Furious, he played uh he played Johnny Tran in the original Fast and Furious movie. That actor is uh Will Yun Lee, and I'm about to look up what else he was in. He was an Electra. Oh God, Electra! That movie's love me some Jennifer Gardner, man. And whoever that other girl was that was doing like the kiss of death was whoo. Smoking hot, but Electra was fucking garbage. This guy was also in The Wolverine, which is it's all right. It ain't all that. Adding weapons in the demilitarized zone. It's a bit of a minefield out there. America's cultural contribution. One million landmines. And my hovercrafts float right over them. I don't even know if I would trust it. One malfunction. And that's that's it. That's all she wrote. James Bond, man, he he got more, of course, because he's got more movies, but he got more puns than Freddy Krueger. Sometimes they work. Most of the time, for me, they work. Like, there's a line later on <laughs> where he's, you know, he gets himself all, you know dressed up as if he doesn't do it on a regular when he's not even trying he gets all dressed up for you know an event and he tells the he tells the bartender to give him a, a drink with ice and he's like if you can spare it mind you the whole hotel's made of ice Naturally. 
He got that shit that could puncture T-Rex skin, yo. That gun was serious. This motherfucker looks like um, the guy playing Zhao. He, he, wait, is his name Zhao? Whoever the son is, the guy from the Wolverine. He looks like the kid. Not Zhao. His name's Colonel Moon. My fault. But he looks like the kid who I kept calling um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the Chucky series. <laughs> oh, everybody looked like somebody. That shit has to hurt so bad. And not only not only does Bond do everything, but it's like does he is is there vehicle on earth that he doesn't know how to operate? song my thing is when bond if he was to get him then then what how the hell do you get out of korea Yikes. Just everything explodes out here, apparently. <laughs> He's like, yo, this motherfucker just won't die. He broke out the flamethrower. He's pulling out all the stops for Bond, yo. That's one of the things I love about the Bond movies in general is that James Bond, as smooth and suave as he is, and as much as, you know, as, as charming and as much as a ladies' man as he is, this motherfucker is a nuisance, man. He's a nuisance for every single villain he comes across. Because it's like this motherfucker, even in Goldeneye, Trevelyan, Sean Bean's character, tells Pierce Brosnan's Bond, he's like, He's like, why can't you just be a good boy and die? Now, of course, I know they CG'd the background green screen type of shit while they, while they probably got a fan blowing and Pierce Brosnan and this actor 
duke it out. But something about the cinematography makes it a tad bit passable for 2002. And that's your ass. <laughs> it's like, that's all you can do is scream at that point because you know you fucked up. You know it's over. You done crashed through a fucking, a, a fucking wall and went off a waterfall. Now that one we could have done better with. He's like, motherfucker, I did you a favor, man. Your son was a prick. What you talking about? Your son was trying to destroy the world, sir. See what I'm saying? This, this, oh, just dipping them in the ice water for torture methods is insane. Now, here we go. Of course, we got to get the opening theme. This time, Madonna sang the opening theme because Madonna's actually in this movie at some point during that fencing scene. The fencing moment, people, I'm telling y'all, is one of the best fucking sequences in this entire movie, yo. Hands down. They've had heavy hitters do these Bond themes, man. I remember, ooh, I don't want to get this wrong for James Bond buffs out there. I do want to say, before I look it up, I want to just guess and say that it was Gladys Knight who sang for License to Kill. And I'm mad I just said kill like that. Like I got an accent or some shit. They had Tina Turner sing GoldenEye, if I'm not mistaken. Billie Eilish just did the No Time to Die theme song, which is fucking fire. I love that shit. That was actually, the No Time to Die theme was getting spins in my playlist for a good week or so. That's, that's another thing I always loved about the Bond movies is that, you know, whether they were the ones that were before my time that I had to catch up on, whether they, whether they were the ones I grew up watching or whether they're the current ones that I watch as an adult, doesn't matter. They are going to they're going to entertain you. It's going to be a slow burn. It's going to be tons of dialogue. It's going to be tons of spy shit, but they're going to entertain you, whether it's goofy or not. They're going to get the job done. And it actually makes me, you know, that'd be a hell of a binge. That would probably last me about a month, but it, it would take some time. But I wouldn't mind going through every James Bond film. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to say anytime soon, people, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe this summer or something, one of those months, like June or July, or maybe like the cap August off, I'll just, 
I don't know. I don't like to make plans because I always get derailed in the in the content that I want to create for y'all. But that would be dope, like to just dedicate an entire month to nothing but James Bond commentaries. And did I mention that Madonna's fine as shit in this movie? And she's actually she flirts with James Bond for a little bit too, acting like we ain't noticed. And this is a stylish, um, this is a stylish opening. This whole fire and ice thing, they're showing Bond get tortured. Another thing I didn't mention about this movie that I love. It's the same thing I love about Man of Steel, um, Iron Man 3, The Dark Knight Rises, Logan, where we, our heroes, we, we haven't seen our heroes in, in this type of shape before like Bond at some point when he when he gets back to um you know civilization for the most part he looks like this you know he looks like fucking Jim Caviezel in the Passion of the Christ like Bond has seen way better days than this and I love that we see him like this very early on and he just he just bounces right back to the James Bond we know and love but I like seeing the heroes like quote unquote defeated cuz it makes you root for them to win even more He's such a hypocrite. I don't condone what they do here, but uh, I got to pay these motherfuckers to torture you for six weeks, so it is what it is. So why are you talking about it? all generals do in movies is bark orders not to mention he stole that fucking um i said not to mention not to mention what the hell is wrong with my speech today people haven't had a sip of alcohol but not to mention this general stole his fucking outfit from general uramov from goldeneye like these niggas just borrow each other's clothes each each successor gets the next like I don't know right just get it over with do what you gonna do man this is why villains always fucking up because they always want a monologue well it appears that we've reached the end but let me tell you why I'm doing what I'm doing right now and why I started it began in 1802 when my great grandpappy like it's like shut up man do what you gotta do Woo! yikes He like, look, man, he got off easy compared to what should have happened. Oh, 
My son had an ally in the West. For the last time. Who was it? Who made him betray his country and his name? The same person who betrayed me. Turn around! Whoa, brother. Now, whatever your preference is, that's fine, but I am not into that. Yo, wouldn't it have been like I don't remember what my exact thoughts were during this moment right here in the theater, but what if they killed James Bond at the beginning of this movie? They've they've done it before, but um, it was in a video game. I don't know if how many of my gamers out there. I think it was on the original Xbox. It was GoldenEye Rogue Agent, and James Bond dies in the beginning of that game, in like a helicopter crash or some shit. Zal just got permanent bling bling in his face. He just really has diamonds stuck. Like you, he didn't. He he never even. Even when you see him later on in the movie, he doesn't even get surgery to get the diamonds removed out of his face. I don't know. I, I guess he wanted to keep that million dollar smile. <laughs> Woo! I'm telling y'all, people. I should make a career out of these bad jokes. I think he was some kind of a hero. Actually, I don't think so. I think T.I. is showing us that comedy, you know, stand-up comedy is not for everybody. And that's no diss to T.I. It was just crazy to see him. I think it was in Brooklyn. Oh, no, not the needle. Not the needle. Why they got people in hazmat suits handling James Bond? It's like he's out there where y'all are at. So if anything, let me shut up. Oh my God, with these needles. They just keep fucking poking them with needles and shit. Yeah, they had to make sure. He's like in our further studies on the IMDb show that this guy played in Mrs. Doubtfire. Judy Dench, man. There, there isn't a woman alive. If it's not Helen Mirren, then don't cast anybody else as M. Don't do it. Judy Dench is... Um, She's one of those actresses, man. I mentioned Helen Mirren for a reason, but it's people like Judy Dench and Helen Mirren and even Jamie Lee Curtis that just bring elegance on screen, yo, effortlessly. I'd rather die in prison than let him loose. 
plenty of cyanide. Threw it away years ago. What the hell is this all about? The top American agent in the North Korean High Command was executed a week ago. The Americans intercepted a signal from your prisoner naming him. And they think it's me. You were the only inmate. They concluded you cracked under torture and were hemorrhaging information. I would, yo, he better than me, because I would have tried to punch through that glass like, lady, are you fucking kidding me? I'd have saved y'all asses and the world's asses three movies prior to this shit. You got me trapped behind glass with passcodes and shit to get out in and out of his room. I hated how they did him in this movie. With the drugs they were giving him, you wouldn't know what you did or didn't say. I know the rules. And number one is no deals. Get caught, no giving up. I know that's right. He looking like, yo, you act like this is me here. Bond, baby. You don't know who I am? Even his father knew about it. Whether that's true or not, it's irrelevant. No, it is not. The same person who set me up then has just set me up again to get Zhao out, so I'm going after him. The only place you're going is our evaluation center in the Falklands. Double A status rescinded. <laughs> I'd have been like, no, seriously, move aside, because, you know, I've never hit a woman and I don't plan to, so just move aside, get out my way, give me a shirt, so I can get up out this joint. If you got security in here, you know they're going to get stretched because you know who I am. Let's not make this a problem. It's exactly what I would have told her. I hated this, man. And this is like, this is what they do in trilogy movies. That's one of the reasons why I compared, you know, Iron Man and Iron Man 3, um, Batman and Bruce Wayne and Dark Knight Rises, Man of Steel type shit. That's what they do in trilogies where you see just our hero, whether superhero or regular hero, down on their luck in the worst shape of their lives they gotta bounce back from it i mean they did that in in logan because that's technically the third wolverine movie you had x-men origins wolverine and logan But honestly, if they made this the third movie and we never got Tomorrow Never Dies, I'd be cool with that. Because that is that is really one of the most forgettable Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. I don't remember shit about that movie except Michelle Yao and a car that was driven by remote control or something. The villain was lame as shit from what I remember. I, I don't really... I couldn't get with that movie. Did he say give me some atrophine? Oh. Now Bond has just murdered two doctors. Oh no, they're not dead. Oh, she loved it. And she's fine as hell too. God damn. That's something else, man. Kudos to every team that has brought about a James Bond film. Because one thing they are good at is casting the women... In these movies, good God. Who was the chick that was in Casino Royale? I think her husband called and James Bond was about to hit that ass on the hotel floor. And he was just like, yeah, we're going to need another bottle of champagne. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Let me let me relax because Holly Holly Berry ain't even come on screen yet. And I'm acting crazy. Now, this clearly was a green screen. This doesn't look this doesn't look too good at all beautiful background green screen but it just uh, like the synchronization between that background and Pierce Brosnan does not work but 
2002, you know, for the time. And I saw this on the big screen too, so it was it, it was passable. You gotta love how Bond just came out the water, strolling in there with his pajamas like a wet dog. He's like, motherfucker, do I have pockets on these? And the way he walked, he really just strolled in there carefree. And everybody in the hotel lobby probably thought it was the second coming of Christ or something like that. There you go. He's got that bottle of Bollinger on ice. You already know it. He got that Gillette, you know, electric razor popping. Got a fine ass masseuse. I bet. I wish they would have turned this scene into what they did in Wild Wild West where that fine-ass Asian chick is um, trying to seduce Will Smith and she's like East meets West. And she basically tries to fucking kill him. But I would have loved for them to do this, do that in this scene right here. Because it was over pretty quick. <laughs> Smooth as hell. Now they had the cameras and headphones in there. What were they ready to shoot? A porno? I love how Bond told him to put his hands down. He's like, come on, man, you're embarrassing me. I'm not going to hurt you. And I love this part right here, how he just gives him the gun back. Because Bond is like, like, he's like, come on, man, we boys. <laughs> she thought about it. <laughs> she thought about it. Mm. I'd have got the massage. I'm sorry. We already know the mission. And Bond is, yo, man, he's so well connected. Like, it's so smooth, yo. And I swear to God, I just realized this. That's the same stretch of road that Vin Diesel raced on in Fate of the Furious. I know I'm, I'm going to make a, probably a whole bunch of Fast Furious references. But that definitely is the same, you know, it's Cuba. Cuba, baby. Little fun fact, not a lot of movies get the green light to film there. But this one got it. 
Fast and Furious got it. Bad Boys 2 got it. Fast and Furious definitely would get the green light and James Bond because those are literally international franchises. More international than local, actually. It's like the Cuban stock market over there. This dude right here who's smoking the cigar. It's Cuban cigar, I'm assuming. Um, he, I, I know it's not Michael Parks, but he, it, it always reminds me of the scene where Uma Thurman sits down, <laughs> sits down with Michael Parks in Kill Bill Volume 2, and he, she's, he's like, well, what are you doing here, or whatever he says, and she's like, my pussy wagon died on me, he's like, the pussy died. <laughs> I'm sorry, I always have to make a comparison. Never goes out. Just like a sleeper. I love my country, Mr. Bond. I'd never ask you to betray your people. I'm after North Korean. A tourist? A terrorist. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Zhao has no interest in other people's freedom. <laughs> <laughs> And you know Bond drinking that good shit. Because it looked like almost like a double shot, but he's just sipping it. Never mind, because he just pounded that drink back. Yeah, his office is just... It's a little its a little scatterbrained, because there's shit all over the place. There's books that aren't, you know, organized the way they should. Like, my OCD is, is all over this room right now. But I like the layout, for the most part. He don't need it. I don't know. Look, I don't know what kind of car that is, but goddamn. And I, you know, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Fast and Furious made me like a big gearhead, cause I wasn't never like a big car dude. Like, yeah, man, I love the Lamborghini Sports X7 12,000.6 with the Dayton's on it. Like, I was never one of those types of dudes. But when Fast and Furious came out, it really wasn't until. I want to say too fast, too furious, where I was like, it was that and Need for Speed games where you could customize your cars. I was like, okay, I see why people go crazy over this shit in real life. Full TT? 
<laughs> See, he's one of those asshole head honchos, so to speak, that, yeah, I'm going to flash my gun and point my gun at the hired help to make them feel like they're not even a human being. Like, he's a bitch. I hate motherfuckers like that, and I'm glad Bond knocks his ass out. Bond didn't even, he didn't even need the binoculars at first to see that ass in the water. He said that is wet caramel booty coming out the water in slow motion. I want to say Bo Derek was the first one to come out of the water in a Bond movie. Bo Derek, uh, she was, if nobody remembers Bo Derek from the Bond movie, I can't remember which movie she was in exactly. But hold up, because Holly, Holly Berry's floating right now. God damn, man. And that short signature Holly Berry hair. Oh, anyway, what I was saying was I think Bo Derek was the first one to come out the water in slow motion. And if nobody knows Bo Derek from anything, she was the she was Big Tom Callahan's shitty wife in Tommy Boy. But she was also I think she was one of the first white women on screen to wear cornrows. There's a bit of a teeny bit of controversy about that. I'll call you whatever you want me to. I didn't say nothing about a relationship. We can, we can wham bam. Thank you, ma'am, for this for for my stay here. You know, I'm here for three days. It's whatever. Mojito is actually really good. If I have time. How much time have you got? Right. Until dawn. Mm. Fuck that. She, you know, she threw it out there, the red flag. Let's just say my relationships don't seem to last long. Fuck that. You give me that ass, Holly Berry. We go together. I don't give a damn. Now, I ain't no stalker, and I ain't pressed or thirsty or none of that shit, but it's like, listen. So you're going to be busy tonight with the owls that No owls and no soul. Nothing to see till the morning. Not out there. <laughs> Yo, Bond, boy. They feast. Yes. And I am checking for a sweet tooth. And she looked at him. She's so in- intrigued by it. She's like, a word? <laughs> And I know there was a little bit of uproar. They were like, oh, it's interracial love. Who gives a fuck? Because at the time, Holly Berry was a sex symbol. Pierce Brosnan was a sex symbol as James Bond. Why why not the twins shall meet? Now, I'm a bit of a, I have a bit of a bias here, and I'll tell you guys why. We'll let this we'll let this love scene play out. It's very frisky. It's very passionate. It's tastefully done, too. They could have easily had Holly Berry, you know, Monsters Ball getting her boots smoked, but they did not do that. Did he bust that fast? First of all, don't put no goddamn knife out in bed. Feeding me papaya, whatever the hell it is. 
He's like, yeah. He's like, I'll take a bite, but let's let's put this knife down, baby. Let's let's get round two up up in us. All right. Now, what really would have made the scene crazy, and look how tastefully done this is. It just fades out just enough, and you see the two champagne glasses as they're just having sex in the background. I love that sequence, man, because they didn't go over the top. They, they didn't go, oh, my God, it's Holly Berry. We got a black Bond girl. James Bond's going to bust that ass. Let's make it really raunchy and tacky. No, they handled that really well. But um, what would have been decent was if it would have been a scene like in The Losers where Zoe Zeldana and Jeffrey D. Morgan are beating the shit out of each other in that hotel room and it's almost like erotic the way that they're fighting i would have loved to see a scene like that but um what i was saying about my bias as far as holly berry in this in a scene like that it's a bias because i i can appreciate a moment like that in a james bond movie and while her sex scene is the only scene that's memorable in monsters ball for me i just feel like she deserved an oscar prior to that movie I don't know. Yep. Night, night. That that chick laying on the bed, smoking. She's super Brazilian. You could tell by her complexion, she Brazil. Oh. Brazil is one of those places I don't think I need to go because I might not come home. My next, if I went to Brazil, my next episode would be people on the Tudor Reviews podcast. I might be speaking Brazilian. Who the fuck knows? I'll be right there where the caption says Isla Las Organos. I don't even think I said that right. Bond's an asshole, yo. The Pearson Brosnan, he he just ate that last grape like that wasn't even in the script. Like craft services probably didn't even show up to the set yet. He was like, fuck it. I mean, it's like, obviously, that's the the part on the wall to press for the secret passageway because it's the most, you know, standout section. Oh, my God, this that's a beautiful. They should have spent more time in this little hall of mirrors thing right there that he just walked through to get the Zao. Freak-ass doctor. She's like, here, take the check. Get your hands off of me. Who the fuck is you? You freak-ass Dr. Mott from the hand that rocks the cradle.
God, Holly Berry is so beautiful, yo. And I love that, you know, she wasn't over-sexualized in this movie, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, she's got a scene where she's coming out of the water in a bathing suit. She's on a beach, for God's sake. Yeah, she's going to sleep with James Bond because she's the leading lady in this film next to Rosamund Pike. Um, and yeah, her cleavage looks fucking amazing in that dress in that scene right there. But that's not all she was. She wasn't just a trashy, you know, sexed up bond girl she got to whoop some ass in here they teased the spinoff with her which i really like looking back on it <clears throat> i would have rather they gave holly berry a spinoff for this movie um for the jinx character rather than she played catwoman i feel like had the jinx movies not happened or had the jinx movies would have happened she would never have done you get what i'm saying catwoman and as good as it is to watch Holly Berry just clad in leather, um, that movie's not good. Even she knows it. <laughs> he thought that tat was going to wake him up. You know what? If they bring the guy, Ricky Yoon, if they bring him back in Fast 10, just have him look like this. You know, because we don't know if Johnny Tran really died. Just pumping that morphine clean into him. And I love this because Zhao is the villain next to the real villain. So he's going to give James Bond problems when Bond is not able to get to the, the actual bad guy. Which is cool for every Bond movie. Um, even in GoldenEye, you know, Alec Trevelyan is the true villain, but General Uramov is like the sub-villain. Him and Zenya on the top are like the sub-villains and shit. My man could just jump like he he's superhuman. He could just jump through windows the way he does. He definitely was T one thousand running right there. Bond's like, what the fuck? Jinx is an agent? Why does Zhao look like, when he was running, why does it look like he was running like like he was in a dream? Like that motherfucker was running on a treadmill. Alright, Bond, no way you thought to do that on the spot.
this uh, listen, I promise I'm not gonna keep drooling people, but this Holly Berry of the of the early two thousands era. Alright, now that was not good CG right there, her diving off like that. Diving backwards at that. Now, honestly, alright, Jinx, you would have died the moment you hit that water. Your, your neck would have split and been up your ass somewhere. But it's Holly Berry. She can do it. Mm. Like, and, and then that pink bikini. The pink bikini just accentuates the complexion of, 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 of the, the, the berriest of the Holly... Like, can we just get... Let me shut up, goddammit. On another note, that's not me drooling over Holly Berry, but has everything to do with her. If you guys have not watched Bruised on Netflix, that is probably one of my favorite Holly Berry-led films that I've ever seen her in. That was a movie that I appreciated so much because it reminded... It was Holly Berry reminding everybody, look, I'm not just a pretty face, a pair of tits, and a nice ass. Um... I am an actress at the end of the day, and I love that she put an emphasis on that, and she was whooping ass in that movie. And she's doing some really good dramatic acting, too. A man called Gustav Graves discovered diamonds there a year or so ago. They were identical to common diamonds. What an amazing coincidence. <laughs> How can he escape from a British warship? Right in the middle of Hong Kong Harbor, right Money Penny. That dude, I keep forgetting that motherfucker's in this movie. That's the guy. Um, the black dude right there standing next to M. He's the guy from Resident. And there goes Michael Masden. I love Michael Masden's such a class act because he can pop up in whatever he wants and just he takes it seriously, man. There's a fan film I did. Y'all can check the commentary out if y'all want. It's called Batman Dying Is Easy. And I think Michael Masden, if I'm not mistaken, played Commissioner Gordon in there. He's in this good B-movie called Tooth and Nail. That's got, um, it's got Robert Carradine in it and, and, uh, Ryder Strong and Michael Kelly. Michael Masden's awesome. But that black dude that was in the room with them is the guy from Resident Evil and The Punisher. The one that gets killed with the laser grit. Gustav Graves. And Bond, like, Bond should have known that that was, um, you know, the colonel. He just got plastic surgery. Because it's like, dog, you could have got a, you could have got any name, but you named yourself Gustav Graves. Like, nigga, I know it's you under all that plastic surgery. Stop playing. It's like your man's not going to make it. Actually, he's right on time. Absolutely not. You skydiving. First of all, he pulled his parachute. Wasn't that kind of early for him to pull his parachute? I've never done it, and I don't think I ever will. My cousin, man. I got to shout out my cousin Calvin, man. This motherfucker posted a video on TikTok of him sky. It was either on TikTok or Instagram of him skydiving. I couldn't do it because I'm going to die. The moment I'm out of the plane, I'm going to die of a heart attack. Like, my heart's going to explode. Nah, you know what I mean? I'm 
proud of my adopted nation, but I'd never stand on ceremony. After an entrance like that, you can't be surprised if he called himself publicizing adrenaline junkie, can you? I prefer the term adventurer. We've been hearing rumors about the Icarus space program. What's the secret? It's not a secret, it's a surprise, but don't worry, you'll soon be enlightened. You seem to work 24-7. Is it true that you don't need sleep? You only get one shot at life. Why waste it on sleep? It's because he slept enough when he was under the knife getting that face done. <laughs> I'd have been the only paparazzi with a camera. Like, man, that joke was corny as shit, bruh. Like, you're a billionaire. You could have afforded somebody to write better jokes than that. <laughs> Said, like we say in fencing, what's the point? I mean, shit, he could have hired me to write better bad jokes for him. I mean, I don't... Whatever. Oh, and there goes Madonna. Madonna, who's just... Madonna's an alien. There are certain celebrities that I think are aliens. I think Michael Jackson was one. Prince was one. Madonna's one. Cher is one. Sade is one. God damn, Madonna looks so good. And there's something about that gap. Oh, I'm telling y'all, man. She looks almost as amazing as she did in Dick Tracy. It's another movie I was tempted to do commentary for. I think last week I, was, I started watching a little bit of Dick Tracy and I was like, this movie literally is like the PG-13 version of Gangster Squad. I love it. And Madonna was not only in this and Dick Tracy, she was in... I don't know how many people remember Who's That Girl. <laughs> I don't remember what the kick was, if she was like a thief or a criminal. As if the there isn't already a fine line. But she just kept giving that dude Murray a hard time. Madonna's got them eyes, man. She really looked like she'll take your soul and just hold it up in front of you. I'm telling you, certain people that that just have that look. Madonna's one of them. Nicole Irie Parker's another one. Good stuff. Very. And Mr. Bond. Go ahead, do it. James. Yep. Gotta do it. <laughs> you gotta do it. I wonder how many people knew the twist. Like how many people knew that? It's actually a line that works. Rosamund Pike's like, oh shit, these dudes. This literally is the best sequence in the movie. It's not the crazy ass parasailing shit, not the invisible car stunts and all that type of stuff, not the big ass laser. It's this. Good old fashioned knife fight, man. I love this fucking sequence, yo, because it just goes on and on and on. Starts off friendly and then it gets really competitive and then it gets deadly. Bond's like, yeah, let me, let me, it's like 
all my gamers out there know when you got to sit up in your chair and shit has just officially gotten real and you just like, all right, man, let me start playing for real. Let me stop playing. Start putting in this work. The spectators in the room are just like, yo, is this personal? Or like, what the fuck is going on with these dudes? Never seen a fencing match this intense. Got him. old-fashioned way nigga were your parents gladiators he pulled out the sword swords this shit about to get serious yo (laughs) this shit just instantly got real Mm mm-hmm bond's like oh he's not playing around (laughs) let me break my a game (laughs) this shit is crazy People just walking past, they like, oh my god, these niggas really trying to kill each other. <laughs> Let's go. Ugh. I love how he steps on that chair like that. Tore my man's paper in half. <laughs> Fucking up paintings. This has costed so much property damage. Jesus, man. (laughs) Yo, he he cut Bond's fucking sword off. He cut his sword more than in half and then tried to impale him through the glass. Like, yo. Graves is a bitch, though, because he keep running off. Bond is right at his neck. <laughs> All right, now we, we know that wasn't Pierce Brosnan doing that swan dive. <laughs> See, like, somebody's going to get fucking killed around here. Why don't you niggas grow up? That's what she should have just said. <laughs> she came in. She came in like the angry mother between two brothers fighting. She said, that is enough. Bond did not want to shake his hand. What a scene, yo. That was awesome. Challenge, Mr. Bond. 
Oh man, I just seen um the Abbott Elementary season finales tonight, man. I gotta catch up. I'm slipping on my shows, people. I had watched Atlanta episode three and four. I didn't do commentary for it. I still might do commentary for it and get it out to y'all. But I've seen episode three and four. I've seen episode two of Halo. Gotta watch episode three. I was catching up on Snowfall and The Walking Dead. This is why I hate getting into TV shows, man, because it's a lot. Especially doing the show. Like there's certain shows I want to get like my reactions out to y'all but i feel like every tv show ain't for a commentary um moon knight i do want to get out to y'all because i watched probably like the first two minutes of that show and turned it off because i said okay this this might be something different for moon knight i stopped as soon as oscar isaac left his apartment i saw the beginning where it looks like ethan hawk is putting fucking glass inside of his shoes and just walks away and then oscar isaac wakes up in his apartment he's chained up he's got tape on the seams of his door he does everything because he's got that sleeping disorder but we'll see i i, I hope to get the moon knight commentary out there That's what every driver says when they're forced to take public transportation and they go on the subway. It's like, I never thought I'd find myself here. No calling card. Say, what if you got on graves? You burned me. And now you want my help. Right! You expect an apology? Oh, I know. You'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. Just like you. The difference is I won't compromise. Well, I don't have the luxury of seeing things as black and white. First of all, that was a jab at James Bond because he's literally colorblind. It's a joke, people. It's fucking around. No, first of all, she would apologize. You're not going to fucking throw me to the wolves and then you like, so what have you got in graves? We got shit to talk about. Every villain in these Bond movies is politically connected. Not all of them, but like half of them are. It's a nice PC cleaning, man. Walter PPK.
yo, when I saw this in theory, I was like, holy shit, they killed Money Penny? Now Bond is never gonna get that ass. Bond almost shot that nigga when he came out the room because he's like, listen, you were just completely useless in Resident Evil to the point where they had to bring you back in part five. John Cleese, ladies and gentlemen. I think John Cleese is still with us. Let me look it up and check. Because honestly, I, I'm, I'm so mad I can't remember the original actor who was playing um, Q. John Cleese, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still around because he just was in, that, in the Clifford movie, the live-action Clifford movie. Yup, 82 years young, man. Shout out to John Cleese. Yeah, he was in Clifford, the big red dog. I remember because I was watching it with my daughter and I was like, oh, that's the dude from Bond. And I love how he just, he looks at Bond like he's just a child. He's like, stop touching stuff. Just shut up, listen and learn. That is actually really cool. <laughs> Q snapbacks are crazy. <laughs> yo, boss face, yo. Sexy, sexy. Oh, <laughs> Motherfucking invisible car, man. Like, I, like, and I love how Bond has to like kind of touch it to make sure it's real. Literally. I love how Bond, like, as cool as Bond is, man, he's so irritating to some of the people around him. He's always trying to fuck many money penny. You know, M is always just like, my God, Bond, can you not get your shit together? And Q is just fed up. Like, look, man, you're getting on my nerves right now. I love it. Instrument whose primary method is to provoke a confront. A man nobody can get close to. 
Oh my lord, people, the Batman is hitting HBO Max this week, so listen, y'all already know that's coming. I ain't gonna miss that. I didn't even review it because there's so much going on. I gotta, you know what, I might, I might make that, I might make that this weekend's uh, priority, people, is the Batman commentary and Spider-Man No Way Home commentary. Ergo Bond pulling up to the fucking Universal Studios Ice Palace from Neverland. I don't. This shit is insane. I wouldn't even go to a place like this. It's too much of a security risk. First of all, your man bun, bro. It's like super tied up in the back. This thing gets on my nerves. This little ass contraption that Gustav Graves is driving around with the parachute in the back. This shit reminds it gets on my nerves because it's so fucking narrow. It's so it's just narrow. It reminds me of this um the Asian the Japanese chick's car from Vigilante 8-2. I see what you did there. Bond should have just walked after him. Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? And you built it on a lake? These motherfuckers are insane. They're crazy. Absolutely crazy. Holly come out with that oh just sweet lord. This is you. Wonderful. Would you like to show me more? she is trying her best to not be interested in this dude. And I I remember there's a scene where where um Bond she grabs him and they start making out and shit. And she's like he he just keeps hitting her with all this all this, you know, smooth talk. And she's like, oh my god, you're even worse than your file says. <laughs> she's trying so hard not to just be turned on by this dude. James. Here for the penguins this time? Or for the view again? 
unfortunate because I had plans for you. Now who the hell is this? Ben Willis? Oh no, that's Zao. I was about to be like this motherfucker pulled up in the in the uh the I know what you did last summer. Slicker. This is about to be <laughs> this is about to turn into a whole different sequel. First of all, if he never sleeps, what the hell was he doing right there? So back up. But there's the twist. You know, we know that this is the colonel from the from the beginning of the film. He just got his face done. Um, but we, as the audience, know from this point on. So I'm wondering how many people were actually pissed off that they did, they didn't save that reveal for the end of the movie. Doesn't it doesn't make or break the film for me. Bod's like, ladies, ladies, behave yourselves. <laughs> oh, God, man, you gotta love it. AKA, she gonna cock block every piece of ass that comes James Bond's way. I'm starting to want a, a Jinx spinoff now, man. By playing God? This oh my God. This is how that end of the world global warming geostorm shit happens. Being able to bring light and warmth to the darkest parts of the world. Imagine being able to grow crops the year round, bringing an end to hunger. Imagine a second sun shining like a diamond in the sky. All right, Rihanna. Let there be light. Very, very dangerous and scary shit that they're playing with right there. Yeah, but I don't want it to be daytime when it's nighttime. That's the point of nighttime is that it's not daytime anymore. Like, I don't that like that's you playing God at this point. It's very dangerous stuff. And these people are just so impressed. 
excited by what's going on around him. AKA everybody's about to get drunk. I wonder if all the food is frozen there too. You know, watching this super spy movie, it makes me think of the opening of True Lies. And it makes me wish Arnold would have went on to do more of those movies. Now, I know there's a TV show coming out, but that TV show can kiss my ass because I, I don't, you know, if it ain't Arnie, if it's not, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, Elijah Dushku, Tom Arnold, forget about it. Damn, that's like a, a best of list I should do is like the best spy movies. One of them Fast and Furious movies is going in there, believe it. Even though they're technically not, they're doing spy work. I think Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, and fallout it would have had to be one of the two even though i know fallout's the better movie but i have more of a bond pun intended with uh mission impossible ghost protocol who the hell is this actor dude that's basically his igor And that's the thing people forget. Like, Bond, this Pierce Brosnan, this Pierce Brosnan, this Bond played by Pierce Brosnan, he got hands. Like, it's not all just, you know, gadgets and gadgets and shit. Like, this Bond could throw down with the best of them. Now, the dude I was just talking about, his name is Mikhail Gorvoy. Let me see what he was in. The Hitman's Bodyguard. A whole bunch of other movies I've never seen. Here's the moment I was talking about. Tell, this dude is out of control. He gonna tell her to put her back into it while she's kissing him. He's like, I hear what you're saying, baby girl, but your body temperature, your body language, and how passionately you're kissing me tells me otherwise.
You better stay here tonight. Keep up the charade of being lovers. All right. I must say I admire your restraint. You were here a full two hours before anything blew up. Oh, shut up. You love it. But see what I'm saying? So elegantly done. They, they didn't jump in the bed and start tearing each other's clothes off and all that shit. They stood on two different sides of that bed and started getting undressed. Like, yeah, okay, so this is what we're about to do. And um, the weather was like this. And the weather shall be that tomorrow. Looks like it's going to be cold. And they both waited till they were completely naked to get in bed together. And she ain't shit because we do find out, spoiler alert, that she's like, she double crosses him. fucking on an ice sculptured swan like come on man like come on man if this Pierce Brosnan is my James Bond man I'm sorry It was a little bit unfortunate to see Holly Berry get like tasered the way she did. I want to say Rosamund Pike was the was she the same actress that was in Fracture with Ryan Gosling and Anthony Hopkins? That was a really good movie, but um. I'm actually about to look it up because I really think she was in it. I want to say she was in Gone Girl also, which is another really great movie. Yep, she was in Gone Girl. She was in Jack Reacher, Johnny English. Yep, she was in Fracture. I know what I be talking about sometimes, people. She's in Wrath of the Titans. I've never seen that movie. I've never seen any either, either one of those movies. I gotta be in a mood to watch shit like that. Could you say that a little less intimidating than you did? Because now I'm concerned. And there go that laser watch from Goldeneye. That's the same watch he used on the um, on the train. Him and Natalia. Let's make it permanent. Damn psychopath. He's a fucking psychopath. He had a choice between a gun and a lay. It's like that guy that walked in the room with Jay Hernandez in Hostel, where he's like, he's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta feel that shit. He's like, what should I use? A gun or should I use this? Or he's like, should I use this or sh should I, should I make it quick or should I do this or should I do that? And then he's like, make it quick. And he's like, no, fuck that shit. I'm gonna torture this bitch. People are insane, man. Now Bond, I don't know what type of thermal charges he's got inside of that outfit, but this motherfucker is swimming under ice people now i know i mentioned true lies earlier but arnold schwarzenegger had the wetsuit covered his head and everything only thing it didn't cover was his face but he you know 
damn, maybe I'll stay in spy mode for the rest of the week. Maybe I'll do True Lies next and then do, I don't know, Fate of the Furious, technically a spy movie. Do Triple X, State of the Union. Maybe, people. Meanwhile, it sounded sound like Holly Berry was getting her boots smoked in there, but... See, like I said, Bond got hands, man. I <laughs> see what you did there, Jinxie. But no. This nigga was gonna kill Bond with some chopsticks. That's that's gotta hurt though, like a laser through the oh the shit came shooting out his mouth. But what if she killed Bond too? Then what? I'd be like, no, I'm actually kind of turned on by it. It's like futuristic BDSM. The expensive acne. Yeah. thinking though I should say yep he loved his laser so much Another thing I've always loved about the Bond movies, not just the Pierce Brosnan ones, but just the Bond series in general, it's not particularly violent. They're, like All the violence is pretty much implied. Like They didn't have to see the guy... Um, they didn't have to see the guy kill, get his arm lasered off. So you live to die another day. Y'all already know I looked at the invisible camera. Jim from the office, because he said the name of the movie in the fuck... Oh, you didn't have to do that in this one. Goldeneye, I can understand because it was a device. There was no getting around saying Goldeneye in the movie Goldeneye. But even like in shit like The World Is Not Enough, they even did it. They did that shit in that movie too. The, the Bond girl, you know, with the blown off ear who was um the king's daughter. She's like, James, I would have given you the world. And he's like, the world is not enough. And I'm like, God, damn it. Like, why do y'all have to do that in movies, man? Intervention. Damn 
What? Sorry, people. I'm just. Y'all know I hate that shit, man. But uh, really quickly, what I was saying is that the, the Bond movies aren't particularly violent. Everything's implied. They don't have to show all the violence. They don't have to do, like, insert shots to let you know how crazy things have gotten. Like, they didn't show when Kill's hand, when she tossed his hand off of the, um, the fingerprint recognition scan. God, Rosamund, how could you? You the reason Bond got fucking trust issues now. He was gonna kill her ass. Bond always is, is all the the, the 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 pussy be blindsiding this dude, man. On yourself. You gonna let him talk to you like that, lady? Like you an object or something. But you know, money and you know, villainous tactics talk, I guess. Hello. Oh, poor Jinx. She about to get trapped in here. Now this was, this had me worried about Holly Berry's character because when the room starts flooding, I said that is a terrible way to go out. You know what's crazy? It's a, it's a shame that um. See, this is where villains fuck up. They always got a monologue. Let me just tell you this, James. The sex was so amazing, but this is the point where I have to kill you and I have to monologue for eight seconds. But uh, it's, it's such a shame that summer's coming up, man, because I have that same turtleneck, that black turtleneck that James Bond has, man. Oh shit! Now did Bond do that? Did he hook? Did he hook the bungee or the wire to his to his to his clothing and run down a building before? Did he do that before Alice did in Resident Evil Apocalypse, was it? They did it in Hobbs and Shaw when Idris Elba was... I always liked that in movies, though. I hear Bond go riding around in this fucking nut-ass colored pencil with wings. I hate this fucking vehicle, man. I hate this vehicle he's driving. I really do. I always have. It's just so annoying. Like, it looks like the slightest gust of wind will blow that bitch Gentlemen, over yonder somewhere. I you a demonstration. Now you will see the true power of Icarus. Bro, you need some serious psychological help. 
Western spy runs, but he cannot hide. And Gustav's looking like, man, get off his dick. Step back, man. I don't pay you to talk. Oh, that's right. The parachute. I was about to say, wait, how does he get out of this again? See, look at that shit. That shit looked like a fucking colored pencil attached to a string when it went over that cliff i hate the way that thing looks shit just look like a drivable lawn dart i hate the way that fucking thing looks here we go people now we we know this was the moment where people were in the theater and they were like okay this is for goddamn ridiculous even for a bond movie and the effects definitely don't help. Time to draw the line. This, this was insane. I'm, I'm not gonna hold y'all. But movies like this crawled so that movies like Fast Nine could could walk and run. You dig what I'm saying? God, the effects are, they are bad, though. <laughs> the avalanche effects are bad, yo. Oh. <laughs> Bond said, yo, there, is there anything I can't do? I can be a CG guy. You know, parasailing, whatever the hell it's called, man. He's got a parachute. <laughs> With a piece of vehicle, he turned into a surfboard with bad CGI. You have to, you've got to admire the balls on this director. This shit's crazy, man. And I mean what I said in every Paul's way possible, people. Now that was cool because it looks pretty practical. How Pierce Brosnan's trying to stop the, you know, the the the, the parachute from keeping him afloat i do like that little moment right there but i like that it was brief we didn't have a crazy sequence that was you know seven hours long with him parasail and cg Damn. 
Yeah, Bond's like, bro, I need your snowmobile. This don't have, trust me, this don't have nothing to do with us. Funny thing is, I won't get on motorcycles or anything like that, but snowmobiles have been something I've always been curious about. First of all, you're not my boss, sir. Aaron boy. You know, even the, you gotta love in movies where even though things are invisible, they're technically not invisible. The big ass ship from, um, you know, the Avengers, like even the Invisible Man. In some moments, that fucking movie, man. Like, don't get me started. But I'm just saying, Predator. You can see that motherfucker running around if you look close enough. He's not super invisible. Oh Lord! Yeah, they they knew what it was. Boy just flipped over an invisible car. Oh, he had thermal imaging. His car was dope too. He had the turrets in there, rockets, all types of stuff. I'd have hit Q on the horn like, yo, dog, what's up with my camouflage? Like, you didn't rig this to be strong enough? Now, what if, see, that's just not smart. What if the ice cracked? Ugh. Bond said, let me drive backwards real quick. Toretto ain't the only one that knows some shit. Yo, like, seriously, what if the ice cracked? They, they'd not even be responsible right now. Like, they didn't establish any rules. They just automatically started going to war. Wait, I like I completely forgot that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cause I was about to say I didn't remember that his car had flipped over. I was wondering how he got out of that jam, but he hit the you know he hit the roof, the roof left, and then he hit the ejector seat to flip him back up. That's pretty cool. 
There you go. Q was good for something right there. I, I was about to say, all the money they spent to make that thing, but I forgot they only made the ice palace for, um... They only made the ice palace for that one day. Fuck out my way. Fuck out my way. But this is like... For me, this is Bond shit, yo. Like, the, the cars with the gadgets, the chases, all this shit. The bombastic action. This is... This is what I want in a Bond movie. I'm sorry. I know the later movies are pretty... They're, they're way more grounded in reality, so to speak. But I'm cool with the over-the-top stuff in movies like these. Now they're just blowing shit up. Damn, he was going to impale his car? Yep, too bad. You fucked up, bruh. He's still alive. Oh, that's right. The chandelier falls on. Hmm. That was a lot of blood they just showed for a Bond movie. Meanwhile, Rick Yoon has now been killed by both James Bond and Brian O'Connor. You just got you got a bad track record with getting your ass beat. And poor Jinx is drowning while these dudes are, you know, having a pissing contest. Now, what if he drove through there and ran her ass over? Like, what if she was right in front of the jaw?
that heated pool, that wouldn't even have been the first thing on my mind. Good, good for Bond. like yo I could not let you die baby girl them yams was too spantabulous spectacular I don't even know what the fuck word that was people but I'm a market down and I'm a trade market alright so so um Rick Yoon was in Ninja Assassin the man with the iron fist which I've never seen and I really want to see it Ugh, Alone in the Dark was a which was a Uwe Boll film. Good lord. Yeah. Apparently he was in Street Fighter, The Legend of Chung Lee. Ugh. Oh, God. Okay, bring us up to speed on this. And it says that Rick Yoon's brother is um Carl Yoon. And I'm wondering, is that the guy? Yes it is, from Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Yep, definitely was. Right, he's like, man, I don't want to see you play the same character you played in Species. You sarcastic fuck. I like Michael Madsen though, man. Like I said, he can he can pretty much pop up in whatever, and he he'll deliver. Got him. He didn't have no rebuttal for that one. Wait, what? I don't remember how they got on Gustav's plane, but this. Whoa! Bullshit! So you mean to tell me I got to sit up and mount a winged rocket? <laughs> I tell M, like, look, M, I, I didn't know we had to do all this, man. I can, This one I can't do. You can send Jinx in there. I can't do this one, yo. See what I'm saying? Look at, look at this shit here. Ain't no way. Pyongyang Air Base. What? And you know what? For the most part, Gustav Graves is a rich prick. Of course, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be unlikable. And you want to see Bond uh, 
you know, get the bad guy. But he is definitely... Damn. Um, he's still a way more memorable villain than the guy who was in The World Is Not Enough. That's the guy, um... He, he caught like a bullet to the brain or something and it, it, it numbed him from feeling certain levels of pain and stuff like that. It was it was a weird villain. He looked creepy, but he, he it was all right. He wasn't all that. Was this villain better than uh, Trevelyan and Goldeneye? Absolutely the fuck not. Definitely wasn't part of the plan. You know, they gave Bond wire and gate cutters instead of just having him. He, he didn't. They couldn't have gave him the G.I. Joe retaliation gloves when The Rock, he had them gloves and it could just literally melt whatever. He just formed a whole circle in the gate. Now, this would have been a good plot twist. Um, Jinx and Bond jump on the plane, and they see John Cutter, who has just jumped on the plane with them, because he's going after Charles Rain from Passenger 57. That's the crossover. Y'all never knew y'all wanted, right? Swear to God, speaking of which, let me just say this, man. Um, they remade Eraser, or they did a sequel, Eraser Reborn. Looks like shit. They put a little bit of money into it, but it doesn't look too good. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna remake Passenger Fifty Seven for sure. That and Demolition Man, y'all can count on it. Either that or a sequel. Call that shit Passenger Fifty Eight and Demolition Men. I don't know. Now, who the hell does this goofball think he is? A cyborg or Giver or some shit? I regret our meeting had to be like this. You can't tell it's me? I don't know you. You've always found it difficult to accept me. That made my exile easier to bear, but I never forgot what you taught me. In war, the victorious strategist only seeks battle. After the victory has been won. You see, Father, I remember my... And his little, you know, his sidekick is just back there dicky and just nodding his head like, yup, mm-hmm, that's what I get paid to do, just nod and listen to y'all. The way he's walking up to his son, he's like, well, son, you look like shit. He swore he was going to be accepted by his father.
All he is is a spoiled rich brat with daddy issues at the end of the day. Underneath all that fucking DC Legends of Tomorrow armor, whatever the hell he's got on. Underneath all that shit, that's all he is. He's soft, man. Project Icarus taking over the world. Like, come on, man. You soft, dog. Good lord. M just shut his entire hopes and dreams down. He's like, I've been practicing on that all weekend. Sound like you're getting off on it. What's the point, though? Okay, world domination, but then what? I don't understand villains in movies sometimes because it's like, okay, then what? Ooh. Let's go, Jinx. I would have took my knife back out of his fucking body, though. No, but seriously, all these villains and all these spy movies and action movies, world domination, then what? Because if you think there's not going to be somebody out there like James Bond or Jinx that's going off your ass or at least come for you, die trying, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, <sighs> he was going to murk his own son. I'm telling you, all the, we needed Charles Rain, uh, Bruce, Bruce, his name Bruce Payne, needed Bruce Payne on this plane, yo, bars. But he should have, he should have ran in the cockpit like, who's in charge? Once again, who's in charge? Bruce Payne, yo, he wasn't no joke in Passenger 57. I might have to do that one sooner than later too. He said, if you disobey, you will be shot. <laughs> Bruce Payne was that was a scary ass that's a villain right there. Bruce Payne and Passenger 57 for show. Sure. Mm. That hurts more than anything, probably. Father, you disappoint me. Poor father. And his homeboys ain't shit neither because the dad's homies kind of looked at each other like, well, we know not to try anything with this crazy fucker because we're going to dive right along with the general. And he's just so satisfied that he killed his own father. Oh, Bond. Damn! So much for the sidekick. He didn't even get a chance to do anything. His ass is gone. What a terrible way to die. Whoo! 
they oh my god they all just flying out that window they got a lot to think about on the way down i mean so you got some time to make right with make, make get straight with god or whatever it is you want to do on the way down to the ground Come on, Jinx. Learn to fly, baby. This is a situation where I... Look, I'm just going to come to terms. It's like I just said. I'm going to make right and get straight with the Lord because I'm, you know, plane going down. I, I don't know. The, you know... Survival expectancy. God damn, Rosamund Pike. Where your clothes at? You first. Damn. She can't. How you come in there looking sexy and intimidating with a sword all at once? How those things go hand in hand? I, look, only Rosamund Pike. Yeah, whoop his ass, Bond. destruction now the villains are probably thinking like yeah we probably should have thought this through I didn't know everything was going to blow up there we go we got a girl fight on our hands and of course she had to slice Holly Berry's camo you know, jacket because it had to give her a reason to take her shirt off Sexy girl fight. Not her shirt, but her jacket. Y'all get what I'm saying. Let's get it. You got two of them things. There you go. And Graves always cheating. He got this electronic raiding suit. He, he either got that or knives. And he, he ain't got no hands for over real. At least Rosamund Pike can fight. Or fence, whatever. Oh, I, lo I love the stance Holly just had with those knives in two different directions. Come on, Bond. His, this boy cannot rumble, man. This boy ain't got it. He ain't got it. Nice flip. I know that was a stunt double. 
Another pun, of course. She said I could read your every move. She stabbed her through a book. <laughs> this is James Bond. It's got to be littered with pun central. Bond, he don't have no hands, dog. First of all, you letting this poser kick your ass. This motherfucker's not British. Whatever the hell he said he was, he's fucking Korean. He's a poser. Now Michael Mazin could just spark up a port. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, I knew Bond was going to get the job done. <laughs> and Emma's looking at him like, see, I told you my boy would get it done. Rosamund Pike is fine as hell, even when she's dead. I'm sorry. And the book that she killed her with, the, the one she stabbed her through, was called. It, it was the Art of War. That, she, <laughs> that was the, the irony. Why are we yelling? just literally everything's either on fire being destroyed or blowing the fuck out like it's just, it's insane okay time to start a helicopter in mid-air because only bond can do it Wouldn't it be crazy if some debris just hit all the propellers? And that just would have been it. Hey, 
Yeah, so y'all are made for each other. She's insane, yo, because she gotta be like, what's, what's funny? There you go, Bond. Now, here's another plot twist. What they should have done when the propeller started in midair, they should have had. I love how the Lamborghini's just sticking out of the ground. They should have had um, Indiana Jones short round. And Willie falling down from a different plane in that inflatable raft, and they should have flew through the propellers. Boom. No more Indiana Jones movies. Then I wouldn't know what to do with myself because we wouldn't have got Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I know a lot of people hate that movie, but I liked it a lot. And they're not looking forward to Indiana Jones 5, but it's the same director as um uh The Wolverine and Logan. James Manigold, so I'm like, all right, I'll trust him to do what he got to do with the last Indiana Jones movie. I'm with it. At least until um, Chris Pratt takes over for the younger Indiana Jones movies, because that's definitely what needs to fucking happen. Moneypenny with the short hairdo, she's rocking that shit as well. Now, I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I saw this in the theater and they kissed, I was like, yo, he finally bagged Money Penny after all this fucking time. I was hyped, yo. I was hyped because that's one. It's one of those movie franchise relationships that you know is never going to happen. And maybe if you're lucky enough, they'll hook up and it will never happen again. But in this case, she was ne- she's the one woman he can't have, yo. And it kills him. And they both love it. <laughs> Q, Q's like, what the fuck you doing, girl? I was, um, just testing it out. Yes. <laughs> she was having that virtual demolition man sex. That's why I said it kills both of them that, that, that it'll never happen, yo. Because the curiosity's just there, man. And that's... I speak from experience, like, when the curiosity is killing you between you and somebody that you really want, but probably know you shouldn't or can't have, it makes you want it even more, yo. Makes you go after it even more. Let that be a testament, people, as we close out this commentary. Go after what you want, goddammit. Wait, pull it out. I'm not finished with it yet. Mm. He's got, but but the 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 dialogue, man. Like he's got the he's got the diamonds in her belly button. And she's like, she's like, don't pull it out yet. She's like, I'm not finished with it yet. I love when I heard it. I was like, wait. Tell you the theater, everybody thought that they were fucking again. Now, people out there, would y'all want to like make love on a bunch of? tiny diamonds or is it a waste 
Because personally, I don't want the shit to cut me. I wouldn't want the shit to cut her. You know, you'll get diamonds in your ear. You know, all, all over the goddamn place. And, but we made it, people. We survived. We we survived. And you know what that, mean? that, that means? For one, we survived. But it means we have lived to die another day, people. <laughs> like James Bond said when he said the name of the movie in the movie. All right. So let's let's cut to the chase here, people. As a James Bond movie, me personally, for what I was introduced to with these films and my expectations, I'm going to give this an eight and a half out of ten as a James Bond movie. I love this movie. Um, first, let me say before I say why, let me say what keeps it from a ten. There is some very bad CG in here and green screen effects that do not hold up well at all. Um, there is some bad writing here as far as like some of the dialogue, not all of it, but some of the dialogue's pretty, pretty choppy. Some of the puns just don't, they have not aged very well at all, but it's a James Bond movie. You're going to have tons of puns in there. And there's just certain situations that, um, you, you know, that, that, that Bond was in like the, the, for, with Rosamund Pike, for example, how the fuck do you not know that she, that she basically took the bullets out of your gun when you smashed her? I don't, there's certain little plot holes here and there, but as far as this movie, I do love that this is a, uh, Lee, Lee Tamahori is a, uh, let me get this, let me get this director's, uh, nationality right, because I don't want to be disrespectful here. He is a New Zealand filmmaker, but I love, you know, the name alone, I'm not going to hold y'all, and I'm not trying to be rude here, the name alone, I thought that he might have been Korean, or he might have been of some Asian descent, but he is indeed from New Zealand, and um, I love that this is like every other James Bond movie in James Bond fashion, it's a bit of an international film, so, you know, you've got the um, the leading girl next to James Bond being black, you know, you've got Rick Yoon in there, you've, of course, you've got the British in there, you've got the Caucasian, you've got a little bit of everything in the movie in good james bond fashion you've got the gadgets you have a fucking invisible car for god's sakes and pierce brosnan for this to be his last james bond movie i don't mind that they went so crazy over the top bonkers batshit insane because it's, it, it was you know it was his swan song as far as this movie went you know he he got to do four james bond movies and i feel like that's awesome man you are forever a part of of this franchise a part of cinema in general i know pierce brosnan's done a lot of great movies in his career but you know you're you're James Bond, dog. That's who you are for me. I don't care if you're in Mrs. Doubtfire, if you're in, you know, um, uh, Jesus Christ, what's the movie he was in with Jackie Chan, uh, The Foreigner. I don't care if you're in the Thomas Crown Affair. You are James Bond from 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 here on out. You know, and he, he always has been for that matter. And um, I, I do like the the cast. I like the villain here. I like the addition of Rosamund Pike. And you know, shout out to Toby Stevens as Gustav Graves. Uh, he's decent in here. Of course, I like John Cleese as the Q replacement. And um, Will Yoon Lee and Rick Yoon. It was good to see him in another action movie after Fast and Furious. Everybody that was involved in the making of this movie, they all did their thing. And it was really good to see um, Michael Madsen in here as well. The movie is really decent. Man, I know there's a lot of people that hate it. Let me just say this. If, if Pierce Brosnan, I know he's old. Older than he was. Let me just let me correct myself before he whooped my ass or something. But he's older than he was. But, you know, 
the expendables is a thing so if this motherfucker came back with holly berry for like an old man bond type of movie sign me up to go see it because i'm all for it man see at the end of this it says james bond will return but we didn't know that he will return in the form of daniel craig who would not really catch my fancy all like that and i don't hate daniel craig as bond like i said i gotta go back and listen or not listen but watch the rest of the movies man but this is definitely um eight and a half out of ten for me man i had a ball watching this movie uh for the first time in the theater it's always fun watching it i had a ball you know getting this commentary out to you guys and watching it so you guys can hear it and hopefully y'all had a ball you know listening listening to this uh commentary with me people but for now y'all already know where to go man and if y'all don't y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google podcast apple podcast overcast pocket cast breaker radio public Podbean, and podcast addict shout out the anchor follow me on facebook instagram and tiktok romero tutor shout out to the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs and shout out to the facebook movie group the horror virus and last but certainly not least shout out to the tutor reviewers the listeners the lovers the supporters out here Listen, man, um, I'm, I'm really in spy mode right now. I'm, I'm not talking about me personally. I'm talking about just my preference for what I want to watch for the remainder of the evening. Um, I, I'm really in spy mode right now. I don't know how many commentaries will come out today, but I do want to record more. So maybe I can spread them out throughout tomorrow and the day after. And um, I definitely do plan to get to the Batman and Spider-Man No Way Home commentaries this weekend at, you know, hopefully if everything goes as planned Y'all know I don't like to plan things. I missed an entire month's theme trying to plan shit out, man. But like I said, it's a lot going on. Definitely. um, Oh, yeah. And let me look really quickly. Speaking of a lot of things going on, somebody had recently reached out who had listened to um, my Edward Scissorhands commentary, man. I do have to shout out my boy, Jonathan Duque, man. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you for checking up on me. He actually, you know, heard something that I had mentioned in the commentary about a lot of shit going on and some changes being made outside of the show, just personal life stuff. And he actually took the time out to reach out, man, and, you know, let me know how much he enjoys the show and his family and his friends and how, you know, in, in inspiring this type of stuff is. And, you know, just words of encouragement and words of assurance, man. And brother, man, I, I definitely appreciate you, man. So much love and respect to you and your family and everybody that you've introduced to um, the, the podcast, man. It's, it's little little things like that 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 means so much, man, that goes such a long way, man, because it has been it's it's been a couple of months people but i've been trying to truck through it the best that i can so that's why i had to put myself in a happy place today i'm like let me do die another day this is a happy-go-lucky batshit crazy action movie let me just do this where i can just unwind and let loose and make fun of how crazy this movie is so i feel like i want to stay in that mood man if this is the happy place for now plus it's good to step outside of horror because like i always say i don't like to always overwhelm everybody with horror content but you know if you're coming here you know you're going to get a shit ton of horror but um, like I said, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling like Fate of the Furious, maybe a Mission Impossible movie. Maybe maybe we'll do Lee Tamahori's Triple X State of the Union. I don't know. Maybe we'll keep it all in the family with this guy, with this director. But um, y'all already know, man, the love and support that y'all show me, I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.